You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insight from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Here's your host, Jenna Dagenhart, and today's special guest, Ron Carson, founder and CEO of the Carson Group, which has been ranked as one of the top investment advisors in the country by Barron's. Ron, you started Carson Wealth in 1983. You had to be one of the first independent advisors. How did that happen? Well, Jenna, I grew up um, on a farm just north. I'm in Omaha right now in Omaha, Nebraska, around a small farm community uh, in Craig, Nebraska. And in 1982, interest rates hit, you're probably too young to remember this, 21.5%. You know, here we are today at zero. And I thought I was gonna be a farmer. And my parents, it was a very difficult time uh, to be in farming. My parents struggled. And so I needed to find something else to do. And I was in the library my senior year reading Money Magazine. And it said one of the top professions of the future was to become a CFP. I thought, you know what? That's what I'm going to do. And by the way, I was at the Napa Valley Wine Auction three years ago at a, at a warm-up party. And some lady says, oh, you're from Nebraska. How, what do you do? And I told her, and she goes, well, how on earth did you get into that? And I, and I shared the story. And she looks at me and said, I was with Money Magazine, and I wrote that article. And I said, wow, you talk about the butterfly effect and the odds of meeting that person. And I said, well, then I owe you my, my career. But that's literally how I got started you know, in financial services. Wow, what a story. And I wonder what interests you now most about the markets? Obviously, you've probably seen a lot throughout your career. And why did you choose to focus on financial planning? Well, yeah, when I first started, I was what I think most of us are. We're unconscious incompetence. We don't know what we're doing, but we really truly don't know what we're doing. And in those days, it was product manufacturers and the really the, the broken dealer world, as we call them today, um, telling you what to sell, how to sell it. Um, and because, you know, we didn't really understand what we could have had, uh, meaning that, you know, without all the fees and the expenses and the conflicts that, you know, we, we did what we were told. And then as I went through my profession, I became awakened to just how much conflict there was. And to this day, I'm still sad that we don't have the fiduciary standard for every consumer out there, which they, they deserve. Um, and I also realized that, you know, investment performance, you know, is very important, but you're probably going to have a hard, hard time creating more than, you know, 100 or if you create 200 basis points of alpha, you're doing really well. But on the planning side, you know, estate planning and tax planning and really, you know, getting that stuff right. I mean, you could create an enormous amount of very tangible value. We call it value beyond a doubt for the consumer. And to this day, you know, we believe that plan when planning meets investment performance, it's not as sexy, takes a lot more work, but it creates a tremendous amount of, of incremental value uh, in the process. But you have to do it well and you have to stay on top of it in order for the, the consumer to continue to receive value. And looking back, how have clients' needs and expectations of financial advisors changed over the years? What they need today isn't what they needed 10, 20 years ago. Well, they probably did need it, just none of us knew that they needed it, right? I mean, it was, again, we're very opaque profession, not a lot of information. They really needed 
uh, consumer advocates then. They really needed to truly have a fiduciary and someone that was required by law to put their interests first. Just none of us knew it. And I didn't even know about the RIA space until 1994. So I started off as a broker really in 94 is when I got the aha, aha moment. I will talk about investor expectations though. And we've been hearing for 15 years now that you know fees are gonna come down. They've gotta come down. And the reality is fees have not come down. They've stayed the same. However, we've had tremendous fee compression but it's been stealth fee compression. It's really occurred from the bottom up. And the consumers today, when I started Jenna, it was all loyalty. You know, if someone liked you and trusted you, you had that client for life. We're very quickly moving into a meritocracy. Like if you think of the absolute opposite word to meritocracy, it's loyalty. And to loyalty is meritocracy. Right. And so a lot of advisors are struggling with they've served a family or the children. Now they're serving the children of wealth and the children are like, hey, we like you. However, how much value are you adding for what you're charging for the investment you're asking us to make into our future? So expectations are high, but they're going much higher very quickly. And I'll add back to the AQ. The reason you need to be adaptable is you don't even know where the, your real competition is going to come from. I personally don't believe it's going to be probably a financial advisor down the street. It's going to come from the entrenched companies that have tremendous you know, name brand and trust, the Amazon, the Facebook, the Googles, the Apples, and then companies we haven't even heard of. You know, Think of Netflix when it disrupted Blockbuster. Uh, change is coming at such a pace. Uh, Ray Kurzweil said it from Singularity University. He goes, you think change has been fast up to this point? It's been a trickle, but the avalanche is near. And what I can see percolating beneath the surface, there are such really exciting but very disruptive technologies that will be mainstream within the next three to five years. Yeah, probably a lot of technologies we can't even think of at this point in time. And going back to what you said about proving your value, how do you prove your value, especially in this competitive landscape? So we developed, at Carson, we actually built technology to do this you know, for the consumer. And most clients, even advisors, over a period of time forget how many great things they've actually done for the client. So what we did is we built into, we call it life's moments, into our planning um, uh, software that whenever we do something for the client, it gets memorialized in a timeline. And so when the client is looking and reviewing the relationship, they get to take a walk down memory lane and see all the great decisions that were made. And we are, we are now, uh, we're creating planning alpha, but now we're getting credit for that planning alpha that we're actually generating. One of my partners, uh, our office in uh, Amarillo, Texas, he had his single largest client come in and he was starting to beat him up on fees a little bit. And he said, wait a minute, before we even go there, let's take a look at what we've accomplished together. It, at the end of that walk down memory lane, the client looked at him and said, oh my gosh, I had forgotten most of that. Forget I even brought it up, right? And advisors need to take more credit for the great decisions we're helping our clients make. And how would you say the coronavirus pandemic has changed your approach to leadership and proving your value? I don't know if it's really changed my my approach um, to leadership. I still believe that there's no excuse for 
um, or, or replacement for actually being belly to belly with people. I mean, we're human beings. We crave, we crave human connection. I'm probably closer to my leadership team through Zoom. Question is, how many Zoom meetings does it take to equal an in-person meeting? Do you know Good what question. the ratio is? <laughs> I have no idea, but someone's got to figure that out, out there because it's a lot, right? Um, the, the cool thing is I can't even imagine doing a phone call. I do a phone call anymore. Everybody's got Zoom. Everybody's comfortable. Why not see somebody you're actually talking to? I was talking to my partner this morning from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and he popped up on the screen. He goes, I'm so tired of these Zoom meetings are wearing me out. And I said, I'm just the opposite. You know, actually, this is one of the beautiful gifts of COVID is – Everybody's comfortable doing video conferencing now. And so that's forever shifted. And the other thing that's shifted is I think we've realized that pretty much any business can operate. If you've got a responsible stakeholder, uh, and we call them internal stakeholders, not employees at Carson, it can really work from anywhere. Uh, however, there just needs to be times when we're, we're within each other's energy. I'm a big energy person, you know, positive energy. And I don't, I don't think you get nearly as much of that through Zoom. So I think, I think we'll, you know, where we're at today, people say no one's, no one's ever going to need to go back to an office. I'll, I'll take the, I'll take the uh, unders on that. I think we're going to be back, um, and but we're going to be doing it a lot differently. We're going to be giving a lot more flexibility to our internal stakeholders in the future. Well, your positive energy is certainly coming through. And finally, Ron, I, I want to ask you, what's your greatest piece of advice that you would offer to others, whether they're an RIA or a nurse or a teacher, someone listening or watching? That's easy, is live in the moment. I mean, I, as I look here, I am I'm 56 years old. Um, and I've only maybe lived in the moment for the last five or six years. And it's so easy to say, it's so hard to do. You know, if you think about how much time you spent dwelling on something that happened in the past, worrying about something that's gonna happen in the future, you know, it's a miracle to live right where we're at. It's such a gift, really enjoy it. And I will say, I don't care what's going on in your life, 99% of the things that happen are truly a gift. Look for the gift, harness that energy, live in the moment, and I think you'll live life at a much higher level. No time like the present. Well, Ron, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you. Thank you, Jenna. Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Visit AssetTV.com for more financial news and information, and be sure to check out our other episodes of the Meet the RIA podcast.